Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And today, uh, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. So I'm doing a little uh, walk, talk recording uh, so I can get shirt off, feet in the grass, just enjoying, enjoying some sunshine, uh, just being out in nature. So if you hear any of the birds in the background hanging out with me, uh, or whatever else you run across, maybe, uh, that's what it is. Uh, sorry if the quality's not top uh, notch, but I'd much prefer this, and I hope you guys enjoy it, because it'll help everybody out. Plus, maybe you can get out in nature and listen to it, too, uh, so we'll all be hanging out together with some sunshine. Uh, now, really what I'm going to start doing is some Q&A here. Uh, reason being, I'm getting a lot of questions from listeners, clients, patients, uh, anybody that I work with know. Uh, and I just want to start answering some questions, because I think it can help out uh, me by thinking about things a little bit differently, uh, being able to explain things, articulate it. But also, hey, people have the questions for a reason, and I hope I can help answer them uh, to the best of my ability, or at least point people in the right direction. Uh, And the first one, uh, this is a good one, um, just with my current training phase. Uh, So actually, recently I uh, decided not to in Strongman Nationals this year, uh, and it was just, hey, we're crazy at home, right? Uh, But one of my patients told me yesterday, because he asked me about it, he's he's into lifting and stuff too, and he goes, uh, this is probably twice my age actually but he goes family first because there's no need for you to explain why you're not going i always understand it it's family first uh and it just made me really think because here's this little bit of a rough and gruff rough and tough guy right uh biker dude um but he just appreciates that like he just knows what it's all about it's all about hey family and being close to those that you love so without further ado let's uh let's get to the first question here now, uh, first one here, sorry, I'm bringing it up. Uh, how important is knowing and improving your one rep max and one rep max for building muscle and strength? So this is a two part question, but I think a really good one. Cause, uh, one that I've been thinking about, um, as we've been training is okay. So for building muscle, well, what are the factors that go into building muscle from purely training parameters, right? Because there's so many other things. I mean, Hey, just me getting out in nature, getting my sunny walk in, uh, feet in the grass, that's going to be important for it. But I'm talking right now purely to training parameters. So you have, I I mean, to me, some of the most important things are going to be that time under tension, that overall volume, uh, especially uh, just that eccentric load, uh, really being able to break down the muscles. And if you're not strong, it's going to be tough to get bigger to add that hypertrophy no matter what type of volume that you're doing so obviously knowing your one rep max for strength it's, it's a no-brainer like you well depends what type of strength you're looking for do you need to have a one rep max for whatever it is that you're competing in uh is it a three rep max is it a 10 rep max i mean those are all very different things to look at so knowing that one rep max um can be important but you have to look at it in context uh, so for me, well, competing in strongman, I need to go quite a few maxes. Uh, a lot of times it will come down to, sure, a one rep max uh, in some form of, the one rep maxes are usually in some form of uh, either deadlift or uh, overhead pressing event, but then it could also be a 60 second max, right? Maybe even a 90 second max where 
to do as many reps as possible in that period of time. So those are both maxes uh, from that standpoint, but each of them is trained, each of them is just very different. Uh, now, again, improving that. So if I can handle 300 pounds overhead, well, now when I go to just some of my standard military presses, right? Like maybe that is on a factors to go into that but suffice it to say like yeah ultimately not ultimately strength will definitely have an impact a benefit for hypertrophy now to what extent do you have to do that well again it depends on your sport if you don't if you can't put on much more mass because uh, of body weight restriction something like that well now you have a little bit more of that top end strength uh, and or even body fat right because leaner you are, uh, the higher, the more muscle mass, the more uh, lean, movable mass, basically, you can bring into, contractile mass, excuse me, that you can bring into your given sport, uh, so in a certain weight class, which is always going to help, that's, that's I think, the uh, biggest thing. Um, so the next one, uh, and this is something, something I've been uh, really hammering home on, especially in the last week because of some of my training, but any tips for optimizing my recovery days? Whoa. Uh, all right. So you hear me talking outside with no sunglasses on, with my shirt off, with my feet in the grass, surrounded by trees, uh, nature. Yeah. There's, there's one of my biggest tips, right? Uh, I, I, I think I still think that nature is completely underrated with its ability to recover for us and just that general movement throughout the day, right? And I say it again, movement throughout the day, not just an hour of movement and then you're done for the rest of the day. That's that's a really important factor too. Uh, you can't just move for one day and be done and expect that to have the same benefit as are very different. You're in the gym, yeah, you're crushing yourself, that's where you're getting stronger, uh, potentially, right? But that's not where you're recovering to be able to do that again in a day, in two days, in a couple hours, whatever that might be. Um, one then, uh, uh, one of my buddies, uh, Todd Giorgi, um, mentioned was Epsom salt bath, baths to me because I was so sore after a leg day. Uh, about a week ago, and I'm still recovering from it. Um, it. It really was the most painful thing I've ever gone through uh, from a delayed onset muscle soreness uh, factor, right? So I've been using that and a ton of uh, homemade magnesium oil. Uh, just get some magnesium flakes, um, melt that into hot water, put it in a spray bottle, and actually I'm just looking at myself right now. You can see some of it dried up on my skin. Um, so really trying to push that in. Uh, to help with some of that recovery. Sleep, 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 sleep. Uh, it does not, I don't get tired of saying that. Uh, <laughs> maybe people get tired of hearing it, 
I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't know what else to tell you. There's no way around it. You have to be getting your sleep. I will say it again. It's that important. And now, here we go to talk about quality sleep. So, you will not be able to recover if you are not getting that quality sleep in. Uh, so, optimizing that recovery day is focusing it around sleep. Uh, focusing it around hydration. Focusing it around nature. Focusing it around working in. So, there's a reason I'm not walking. Um, it's a very low level deep breathing movement. I just did it before this. Uh, finished up about 20 minutes with my Tai Chi ruler. Um, this can be Tai Chi. This can be making sure you're getting your proper corrective uh, stretching in. Maybe not your corrective exercise, maybe a little bit for some of that, but really that corrective stretching. So still bringing your body into optimal alignment. Because again, it's not going to recover in, it's not going to recover as well if it's in a shortened or lengthened position, uh, a muscle or if a joint is very stiff, very compacted, you're not going to be able to get the same nutrition into that area to allow again for that optimal recovery. Now, as far as other things, like so the nutrition part still comes down to what what is an optimal diet for you, right? Are you going to be more carbohydrate based? Are you going to be more fat based, more protein based? It all depends. I don't know what the answer is for you. Making sure that you're getting that proper balance of macronutrients. You have to learn to figure that out for yourself because that's going to be huge. And if you're having some cravings for maybe an extra burger or steak or something like that, well, you probably want to feed that because it's your body's saying like, hey, I need that for some recovery. And as I say that, I really want a burger, right? Now, I'm going to do that because I actually did bring some beef for lunch today. Lovely salad, uh, some potatoes avocado it's going to be wonderful and that's what i'm going to welcome into my body to allow for that recovery and again recovery days it's not the best term because every day should be a recovery day right there's no day where i want to just be completely broken down no i want to start hey i worked out an hour hour and a half ago my recovery started right afterwards so Recovery is in, in, in everyday uh, form and everyday type. But hey, sleep, hydration, work in movements, nature. From there, maybe it's again some heat, some cold, some massage. Lots of different ones. You have to try them out. There's not going to be a one size fits all. Try it out for yourself. My, my big thing recently has been the magnesium and it's been feeling fantastic. So, next question. Uh, is there any benefit to performing a squat from the bottom position? Oh, great, great question, right? Yes, <laughs> for sure. Uh, now, this I can take to a couple different things. So, do you pause in that bottom position or do you just come right back up? Do you just kind of start, drop down, and come back up? Because those are two very different things. Uh, because you can still start in the bottom just for your first rep, but then not really pause. So it's about three seconds there to get rid of the stretch reflex. So this is something, not just for training, like for somebody who's getting older, like this is something I look at a lot. Can somebody sit down and stand up from a chair? Right, because that's that bottom position. If they sit down and stand up quickly, it's very easy, and I notice this. Uh, and a lot of times even like patients with Parkinson's, 
Um, they're great going fast. When I have them stop for that three, five seconds in between, they struggle to get going. Not from any fault of their own, but this is them using that stretch reflex to bounce right back up rather than actually being able to sit down and stand up and have the strength to do so without uh, the aid of the bounce uh, or the reflex, if you will. Um, so yes, there's absolutely benefit to this. Um, other things, like it depends on the type of athlete that you are. If you're somebody, uh, for me, like what's standing my head, like what's in my head right now um, is like a lineman who, especially like an offensive lineman who's down in somewhat more of a squat position and has to hold that position and explode out of there. They don't get to drop down and then jump back up uh, or even a wrestler, right? Like a wrestler down in that crouched position and just like, yeah, they're kind of bouncing around. I'm like getting in the position here, uh, but then they have to explode out of that. These are those positions that they have to stay in. They don't always get to uh, maybe like a basketball player just like rebound, like uh, stand up straight, drop down and come up and use that stretch reflex to go even a little bit higher. So yes, there is benefit to it. Uh, and again, what about, uh, I, I'm thinking about for myself, like with a strongman event, some of the events start from the bottom and you have to go up. Uh, I think the, the, the squat position, uh, when it's having some of that carry over into a deadlift, uh, that can be a really good way to look at that, right? So you go from the bottom up, use a deadlift. Maybe you can bounce in the event, maybe you can't, but you have to start at that bottom position. Uh, all of these things factor in. So I, I, I think it just goes, what is the context for what you're using? It? Um, another great way to, to use it for is like getting through uh, a strength deficit. So if you stall at the, 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 like a third of the way up from a squat, right? Well, set the pins there start from that position like come to a dead stop start from that sticking point every time because here's a great way to just build up that strength through that range that you are weakest in or even just doing isometrics from that place uh all of those i think are really good ways to get through that so it, it comes down to what is what are you doing it for what are you looking at it for and like i said with just even an aging population just being able to sit down stand up so look at just a sit to stand test in 30 seconds um it's a little bit different but hey if i can just get somebody stronger overall uh not even a one rep max but a five rep max a 10 rep max for a box squat if you will that's the same as a chair height or maybe just slightly lower right because some toilets a lot of times will be lower uh and you should be able to get through that range or if you're trying to improve somebody's range right like say they can only go down, um, maybe the knees get to uh, 100 degrees and they stop. Well, now you start them at 100 degrees of knee flexion. So there's so many applications to this, which is now that I'm talking about, I'm just even geeking out more on it. I hope you guys can appreciate that and just use it for yourself, use it for your clients uh, in ways that fit. Now, last one that I'm gonna attack today, uh, is there such thing as genetic potential and limit for skill? Yeah, I, I'd say so, right? Now, are, are you, can you always maybe get fractions and fractions and fractions of a percent increase? I'm going to just talk in weights here because it's probably the easiest thing. Yeah, you probably can. Um, but at a certain point, at a certain body weight, right? Like, what are you going to be able to improve? Chances, I, I don't know. Like, same thing with, with a skill, right? Uh, so let's just take shooting a basketball uh, 
are you able to go from a 30% uh, foul shooter to a 70% foul shooter to a 92% foul shooter to a 92.1% to a 92.2? Like, at, at a certain point, it, it just slows down just drastically the amount of improvements that you're able to make. To say that you can't get any better, I, I don't know. Um, I also know that, like, the chances of me having ever made it to the NBA would be slim to none, no matter what, right? If I practiced as hard as I could for forever, um, I'm not that explosive. So I just don't have that top end jumping capability, don't have that top end quickness. I probably could have gone to be a pretty good shooter, right? But I'm still going to be limited, um, excuse me, by just my height, right? So there probably is a genetic limit. Like, that doesn't mean that I don't think, I really don't think most people come close to that, right? They're going to come very well. Like, just, and most people will be very short of this. Uh, the chances that most people come to uh, within even a few percent of their genetic potential, I think is just such a small percentage of people because so few people are willing to take that time, that commitment to really get to be the best. Um, I was just listening um, before to a podcast. Uh, Paul Check Ka- interviewed Mike Salani, who I've had on the show before. He's just a master of sport at the, in the sport of kettlebell and really one of the greatest U.S. Uh, kettlebellers, uh, I guess, the, if you will, the, there is. And it, it's incredible to listen to him talk, to hear all the things that he goes into um, and does to just get to that ultimate level, like the, the best that he possibly can. And he is probably just tapping to the upper limits of his genetic potential, which you don't see very often. You just flat out don't. Like, he's making reps, like one rep, two reps in 10 minutes, um, just increasing that by each time, just over months in a period of time. But he is absolutely dialed in with his nutrition, with his sleep, with his movement programs, with his stretching, with his time outdoors, like all these things that we just discussed for the recovery aspect. And it's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful thing to listen to. For him to explain it, for him to the way that he lives it, it's tough to beat. I, I don't know that you see a lot of people at that range, at that level that he's at, um, for a good reason. It is a lot of work. It is flat out a lot of work. And I think that's where you're going to see that limit for people with that genetic potential is more, they just don't want to put the time and effort in. Doesn't mean they can't do it. Uh, but again, I think at a certain point, yeah, everybody has that that limit to their genetic potential. I would just question, are you anywhere near yours? That's what it ultimately comes down to. What do you want to do? Uh, And it doesn't have to be in an athletic endeavor necessarily, right? You could take your potential, your skill in any number of forms. Uh, Of course, business, uh, parenting, um, just being the best spouse that you possibly could be. Uh, so these are things that I think about too. So it's, to me, the genetic potential doesn't have to be purely for sport. Uh, it can be across all areas of life. And I think that would make it more fun. Like, if you tried to be the best that you could be, right, in, in, in all areas, um, it wouldn't matter if you ever came anywhere near your genetic limit. If you are continuously striving for each of those, I guarantee 
you are going to be one amazing person, one amazing individual. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, so thank you for listening to uh, the Q&A show here. I guess first one in a while. Uh, this is kind of how format I think I'm going to use uh, doing more some that walking outside, getting in nature and just loving it. So please let me know if you have questions. Uh, head over to the website, uh, barenakedhealthpodcast.com or evo, evo-health.com. Uh, anywhere uh, you can find me, Nick Rowski, uh or evo-evolution health and fit on Instagram. Um, go over there. Shoot me some, some direct messages, questions. Uh, Facebook, this is the two places I'll hang out most. Uh, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to share some more answers to questions, just anything that I can help uh, out with because this is part of my genetic potential, I guess, right? My, my skill uh, being able to share this with the world. So thank you very much and have a great day.